Welcome to Morning Coffee and Mimosas. I'm Christina. And I'm Joe. We are a father-daughter duo. We come here Sunday mornings, but you can come here anytime you please. We banter about life, about business, and we do it over coffee and mimosas. Hey, Faj. <laughs> Good morning. How are you? Good morning. Is my face funny? You're laughing already, and yes. I don't recall cracking a joke. <laughs> I, lo- <laughs> I looked at you and laughed, and that's where I'll leave it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Well, I feel very good about myself right now. (laughs) I don't even have to say anything to be funny at the moment. That's true, I guess. I don't know. Well, whatever the case, as funny as I may look or not, happy Father's Day. I think it's just, uh, just, you know, feel bad through this entire episode. And then I think it's just because we're always seeing who's going to say good morning first. And I think I was just looking at you in your face. (laughs) You are literally the only one who's trying to see who's going to say good morning first. I have this competition. I'm really not uh, very concerned about who's going to say good morning first. (laughs) But, um... I guess in the competition, you maybe you were laughing because I beat you. Um, probably. But I, and I yeah. didn't even realize I was competing. Correct. How's that feel? Perfectly fine. To lose to someone who wasn't even trying to win <laughs> <laughs> to begin with. It's happened a lot in my life. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, happy Father's Day, well, Dad. Thank you. And Very happy nice. Father's Day to all of you listeners that are celebrating mm-hmm. a father, a father yourself who operate as a father figure to somebody Mm -hmm. um this day is for you there you go thank you so yeah so hopefully you guys are all being celebrated today doing something fun that you enjoy or just being left alone i think a lot of dads that's their wish that that is yeah like on mother's day everybody wants to go to like a nice brunch they want flowers they want to be celebrated I think most dads wish is just to do nothing and be left well, alone. I'm going to just say something. <laughs> I have a feeling that, you know, there's a big hoopla for moms and all that kind of stuff. And then it's it's almost like, uh, oh, by the way, you know, happy Father's Day. And then everyone goes about their business. So I think, you know, we get to relax because nobody really cares to, <laughs> to do anything with us. <laughs> you know, and moms deserve all that. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that, you know, but. Well, you, you know, know that's the thing. I think, yeah. you know, dads deserve a, like a minute in the sun too. <laughs> That's it. Just yeah. a minute. Yeah. So. <laughs> no, you deserve a nice day, Dad. Thank you. I mean, we're celebrating you all the time. It's just like enough already. Really? But it's you know, I'm just filled up with with praise constantly. Constantly. So, it's just you know, a day away from that would be just fine. Yeah, that's so, kind of yeah. what you need. Yeah, is like exactly. a, a day to retreat from all that constant, constant praise, praise and, and accolades. Yes, exactly. Just to kind of like get Who back. Who are we centered. talking about, by the way? <laughs> I don't know <laughs> <Not> anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So, but this is we are gonna celebrate all of you dads and, and all of you that have fond memories of your parents and grandparents and great grandparents if you're blessed enough to to have one of them around. Um you know, that's what this is. We're going to. Well, and whether they're around or that. not today in this episode, we are going to celebrate the dads, the father figures in our lives mm-hmm. and celebrate the lessons that we've learned over the years. And I have to say, dad, I mean, truly happy Father's Day. Thank you. I appreciate you. This is the one day that I will tell you how much I enjoy what we are doing here because today like we're going to share lessons that we've learned from 
the fathers that came before and no mm-hmm. dad as a history buff i am not talking about our forefathers <laughs> i am talking family about fathers. the family fathers <laughs> exactly <laughs> But we're going to celebrate some of the advice, the things that we've learned, whether it was like outwardly through it being shared or just observation Mm -hmm. over the years. And I have to say, we had a really special week this week because we got to see the father of rock and roll. Would you call him that? Sir Paul McCartney? Well, I would just say that's all you need to know. He's one of the Beatles. I mean, it's not the father of rock and roll. No, who would the father of rock and roll be? Well, it goes back about... 10 years or more before the Beatles. But oh, who was that? There was no who. <laughs> <laughs> it evolved. Anyway. You got Elvis, you got... Yeah, they did uh, all come before. You got Bill Haley and the Comets, you got... Who was... I forgot. Now you rattle over. You caught me off guard, so, you know... That... I mean, noted, Elvis. There, Say no more. Okay, yeah. Elvis is a pretty good representation of, you know... Buddy Holly, that's who I was thinking yeah. of. You know, that's all... Okay, fair enough. But we okay. got to see... Paul McCartney this week and we got to go together which was super super special great but it was pretty cool as we're like celebrating Father's Day it kind of like left just an impression on me Mm -hmm. that here this man is 79 years old yesterday he turned 80 years old yes we saw him two days before that and it was kind of like a big party for his birthday yep I it just struck me dad like how much if we're talking about just like lessons and I think one of the cool things about the concert and just the overall experience that he gave was mm-hmm. his little stories and anecdotes and things like that throughout fantastic. the concert it just you connected with him as a person but it also there were so many like lessons in mm-hmm. life right like that he talked about losing like George or or John and Lennon John, right. and you know the importance of saying things to people when you think them right don't wait because right. you don't know how long you have and but just i don't know it was just such a, a feel-good show and a, a was, lesson of at yeah. 79 years old he is obviously doing something that he's so passionate about so for all of us if we can find a way to find that kind of passion in our own work or just mm-hmm. the way we lead our lives it's amazing how long you can truly be vital yeah because exactly this man right. i mean <laughs> He was eight, great. Almost 80 years old up there, three hours straight, singing his heart out, doing a little dancing. It was amazing. Yeah. Just yeah. incredible. Yeah, that was wonderful. And that was a great that was a great gift. And what I liked is uh I mean, I liked everything about it, but he actually did give that one little piece of advice and it related to John Lennon and so on. But he said, you know, if you have something to say to someone and you want to express it, don't hold back because you don't know what you know, tomorrow is. So that was yeah, really nice. I just yeah, loved so that. And I left that concert feeling like Paul McCartney was a father figure. Yeah. So good. He's my new dad, dad. <laughs> <laughs> You've been replaced. Good. Well, his, <laughs> what you'll get out of his will will be a lot bigger than mine. <laughs> so, well, I don't, so. I, I don't think I'll be that lucky, but. <laughs> so uh, I want to talk a little bit about some lessons from my dad and my dad passed away when I was 27 years old. He was only 62 years old and uh, was very sudden and very sad. But my dad was... Uh, Dominic. Super, Dominic Graziano. Dominic Graziano. Yes, was incredible. He was So a great freaking guy. good looking too. Yeah, he really was. Uh, he was very good looking. And so in his life, he was a World War II veteran and he was a fighter pilot 
And he continued that, and he was also a, a, an opera singer. Again, he didn't sing an opera professionally. He had an amazing voice, and he sang opera. Um, my grandfather, his father, wrote operas. I didn't know that. Yeah, absolutely. And and had music copyrights. And again, not as an as an, an employment. It was uh, his a, hobbies. Hobby. And do you think know, that's my, where your musical? like appreciation came from oh maybe maybe i've never seen you take to the opera really no i don't like opera (laughs) so was that something like when you were was that something when you were a child that like you guys did not connect on and he wished you appreciated opera and you were just kind of like dad that's not cool no not at all he just you know he sang and he sang in the church choir and stuff and you know whatever no i didn't i didn't uh you know have any you know, he, he knew I couldn't sing. He wasn't going to force me. To sing. <laughs> he didn't want you. But to. I'm the only one of the kids that took any musical lessons. You know, I so I took guitar lessons, and obviously I play the guitar, and um, I'm happy about that. And he, of course, enjoyed that, and so on. But what he did was, what he kept his pilot's license up over the years from when he got out of the service, and he was a sales salesman by trade. So he he was a successful salesman. In fact, I remember when I went into accounting in college and I was so proud of myself being an accountant. And I remember a line, and you'll appreciate this because you're in sales. And he said, he used to say, you know, and he was proud of me, don't get me wrong, but he would say, just remember, you can't account for it if I haven't sold it. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> right. So I, I, that he was always building up the sale, the sales profession, and because nothing you know, happens until you sell something. Exactly. You don't have a customer till it really I get is, the customer. It really you know? is true, though. Right. Right. And uh, so that was always, you know, cute. And um, but he kept his pilot's license up. And what impressed me the most too about him was he in the 1960s started, um, you know, so he had his license, but in flying. There are different licenses. In other words, there's you can be a private pilot's license, and then you have to take another set of exams and study to become a flight instructor. Then you have to take other exams and check out on planes to be a multi-level, multi-engine pilot versus single engine. Get checked out on certain airplanes. So, fly a pilot is always learning and always taking, you know, courses and so on. And he even though he never was going to be an airline pilot, he studied for and passed all his exams. He had his airline transport rating, which meant that he was qualified to be an airline pilot if he got hired by an airline. And really? So on. And he only did that just to say that he could do it. And that... Well, that, it's like me getting certified in Pilates, right? I don't have well, plans exactly. for it, but it's something that I've just wanted to do. Exactly. And I love that. Like I, I love that. Yes. That's that's what I was getting like, to. Like why not? Correct. I, like like me, I have the, the the drone, you know, and I studied for and took the FAA exam to get a drone pilot. I don't need a drone's pilot drone pilot <laughs> license. I just did it, you know, and and that type of thing to me is very what I took from my father was do it, learn. And I was always learning and felt, you know, great about that. And I learned aeronautics from him. I learned flying from him, even though I don't fly because just it was very expensive, but learn things. And I think I have, I'm going to attribute it to him that I have this love of just learning things, even though they may never amount to a dollar in my pocket. But that 
learning is a satisfaction in and of itself. When you're passionate about something, just completely lean into it. Mm-hmm. And it's super rewarding. Right. Even the guitar. And I know I'm in a band, but I know we get paid a little bit of money, but it's a hobby. I mean, what you get paid basically pays for you to keep buying guitars and amps. And and, and I go to the <laughs> restaurant and then I eat dinner and have a drink. Yeah. And so I'm, it's basically a lost leader. And, yeah, and but I, you're, you're funding your hobby. I'm funding my hobby. And, and, you know, it's always nice to learn new things or whatever. And with that, that's a huge lesson I got from my dad, I think, or, you know, that just, just do it and learn and and you can learn and and that's my other little thing i'm going to shut up and let you talk but you can learn and i hate i really upsets me when i hear people say i'm too old to learn that or i can't learn Isn't that, that so or like so sad so ir- it's such it's like so an sad. irking thing like when people are just yeah. so closed off to even like when and i try and you know look at put it in perspective but like when you talk to somebody and there's something that could could enhance like their lives or Mm -hmm. and they're just like it's something new and they're just completely closed off to anything new it's it's like such a shame to me and I guess it's something to be thankful for that we do have those lessons because not everybody is open to new experiences or open to challenging their thought process and some people just want to remain as they are Exactly. And, and I, I, you know, I'm just happy. So I'm not going to talk about the negatives of it. I'm just going to say that I'm happy that I enjoy that. And, and I really modeled my father because my father was like that. Yeah. You know? And uh, so that's nice memory. No, I, I guess I appreciate that because I think that's something that I've modeled from, from you and, and also mom, right? Like both mm-hmm. of you have always been interested in growing and learning and evolving yeah, mom, mom became a distinguished Toastmaster and, and has pursued, you know, I mean, all created, those a, you know, creative. started a business. So it's, it's, yeah, it's cool. Like when you look at, and I didn't get to, I never got to meet, you know, grandpa, your no, dad, you didn't. unfortunately, because he seems amazing. And I do feel like, you know, that's kind of the cool part is p- the legacy that lives on because I do feel like I know him. Because I've talked about Because we, we talk about, about him yeah. so much, right? right. And grandma always talked about him right. so much. And it was always just like such a pure, like a pure love. Like mm-hmm. the, I don't actually ever think I heard a bad word said about him. No, ever. You, and you wouldn't because he was, I mean, just a great guy. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, are you looking at me to tell something I learned from you? Oh. No, I'm just why no, I, I'm just I felt kidding. like I did too much talking already. <laughs> no, no, not at all. I mean, I, listen, I, I want to hear more from you about like, there's the lessons that are outwardly spoken and then there's just the things you watch. Like, mm-hmm. so I'm sure there were things that grandpa said all the time that you take on. Like, I love oh, what you I said about it. sales. Like, you know, yeah. you can't account for something until I sell it. Right. I can, um, I can give you another one. Yeah, from please. My dad. And I've used this. I may have used this in another episode. I'm not sure. Um, but I use, I literally talk about this at work and I use this a lot. My father used to always say, and it had to do with people saying they have experience. And he used to always say, there are people with 20 years of experience and there are people that have one year of experience, but they've only repeated it 20 times. <laughs> so basically, no that was his way of saying, learn, learn from your mistakes. <laughs> well, grow, you know, if, right. Like, for example, with the guitar, like I you say, oh, you've been playing the guitar since, you know, whatever. Well, if I have never done anything new and never learned anything different, then I'm playing the same boring Like notes, if you play the piano right? and only play chopsticks. 
Correct. <laughs> and then say I've been playing the piano for 20 years, but all you play is chopsticks because you never learned anything new. That's what I'm talking about. I like that. Yeah. I like that a lot. So one of the things, I mean, Grandpa G was not the the only, um, I think a lot about, you know, I, I wasn't fortunate enough to know your dad, but mm-hmm. I was fortunate enough to spend most of my like life, yes. um, you know, until I was even as an adult with Grandpa C, that was Frank Campy, my Mm -hmm. mom's dad. That's right. And he was with us till he was 105. So I got to- You were blessed. He was at my wedding. It was incredible. He was 103 at my wedding, right? Mm -hmm. But um, he was just an amazing person. And I think about the lessons learned from him, like spent a ton of time at their house. And he was always very, very simple, like a super, super simple man. Mm -hmm. And just like, he didn't like to go out to eat. He spent no money, (laughs) but he was very generous with other people, but he spent no money on things for himself. He fixed everything. And that's probably part of why I hold on to too many things because we all have like a little bit of grandpa C in us. But Mm -hmm. I think one of the coolest lessons that I remember from him, I mean, he always said, always do your best, which Mm -hmm. is probably a lesson that most people teach, right? But he also, almost to a fault, would talk about, if you were ever talking poorly about somebody, he would always, like he didn't do that. He had an empathy that he wasn't like aware of it as empathy, right? Mm -hmm. But he would Mm -hmm. always look for the good in somebody. Yes. Or if there was a flaw in somebody, he was always looking for, like, he would always explain why. Correct. There was a reason for it. Yeah. And it's not their fault, you know. Right. Right. Like, if right. somebody did something to hurt him, well, it was because they were brought up differently. Or, you know, oh, they didn't know this. Or he right. would look for a way to find the good in somebody. Yeah, and, always. And I think that, like, that was just a, such a good lesson to watch because I think it's something that, like, he would always say that he's a friend of everyone. Yeah. Everyone is his friend. Mm-hmm. And yeah. sometimes you'd see him talking to people that you could tell didn't want to talk to him, but they were his friend. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes... Well, not that they didn't want to talk to him, but just like they, like he, he would take walks even when he was over He talked to everybody. He would take walks. And then if someone was outside, he would just start talking to them because they were so friendly. He was so friendly and it was such... Yeah. But like he just had such like a, a pure heart and yes. even watching like... You know, with um, my grandmother, she struggled with mental illness and he was committed and just he he was a friend to all and he honored his commitments. And I think that was a really cool lesson, too. Yeah, very much. He also taught uh, like the words manja almost every single time I (laughs) go to sit down to eat. I hear him manja. And I think that's why I eat way too much and, you know. (laughs) (laughs) always take more than I should, but always finish every morsel of food on the plate (laughs) because of him. So I could probably thank him for never like being exactly the way I would like to be. But no, and even, even, you know, he was in his nineties, a hundred and the neighbor across the street was like in her fifties, perfectly healthy woman. But in the morning when the, the he was always up super early and the paper would get delivered early and he would go over and bring her paper from the whoever delivered it would like throw it on the That's right. When he was ninety eight years old, he delivered the seventy five year old woman's No, no, she was only like in her sixties <laughs> or fifties or something and he would walk he always walked across the street and put her paper between the screen door. How the cute door. is that? <laughs> and she used to, she used to always say, Frank 
I should be doing that for you, <laughs> but she wasn't up that early. So. Yeah, he was so chivalrous. Yeah, yeah, he was good. And and a memory just to give you, you know, he was a another World War II vet, and he fought in Normandy uh, during the Normandy invasion. He was in the sixth wave of that, and I will not not go into it. But any of you history buffs will know that you know not many people survived that that invasion of Normandy. But I will never forget. Not only was he the Grand Marshal, I think when he was 100 years old, of the Bergenfield Memorial Day Parade, but when we had a sign when he turned 100 and all that outside the house, and there was an article about him, I think, in the paper, the local paper, and I will never forget that the garbage men uh, picked up his garbage, put his pails to the side of the house, and he had come out, and they saluted him. That's so sweet. Yeah. It was cute. Oh, I love that. Yeah, he was a great guy. And so these, you know, again, boy, can you learn from people. Like you think, boy, I have a hangnail. My day is going to be really bad. You know, you think of what he went through in his life and yet always thought good of other people and always found a way to say that no matter what happened, that, you know, they're okay. It's okay. He could forgive them for whatever. Yeah. And there are so many amazing, I mean, so many amazing father figures in life, mm-hmm. but um, there's there's probably a lot of other. What's some like cliche? I'm trying to think of things that you've said over time. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> One of my favorite memories, Dad, you used to, when I was in a crappy mood, you used to, if you were in a decent enough mood to cheer me up. <laughs> You mean if I if you hadn't put me in a bad mood? Yeah, you would always say, "Turn that frown upside down." <laughs> and I remember it was like the most annoying. Right, I was just thing. gonna say it probably pissed you off even more. But you would say it so many times that you couldn't help but start laughing. <laughs> and I remember that was always like, you know, there there's always an opportunity to be positive, even if you're in a crappy mood. Yeah. So I think that's something you always taught, whether you knew it or not. Positive attitude. Go. Yeah. Well, you should have. I I will say that you have to have a you know I try to have a positive attitude and look at the bright side of things because why not? I remember Grandpa hated red lipstick. That was a lesson. He said, "Don't wear that." Oh. <laughs> but I I still did from time to time. But I remember the first time I had red lipstick on around him, he was like, "Ugh." He's like, "That's not." I guess becoming. he thought it was a, right. It was a. <laughs> a bad look so <laughs> that's not becoming but that's where i think that it's funny like the generations right mm-hmm. of like things that were cool appropriate whatever you know you start i guess some of the generational gaps come right. to light too yeah that's true that's true and i grew up by the way with my mother's father so my grandfather lived with us till he passed away and he was another great guy so he was i'm one of six kids and with him in the house, there were nine people, right? In the mm-hmm. mom and dad, six of us, and my grandfather, and he was he was a great guy. So my memory, um, he grew up in Italy, on a farm, and he was an ice man when he came here. So he sold ice and coal. A lot and of stuff. sales in your background. Yeah, yeah, and uh, or in our background, I suppose. Our, ba- our background. <laughs> yeah, you are part of the family. I, I am. Um, Last I checked. Right. But the one thing, uh, you know, with him, he was the quintessential grandfather, at least, you know, to me as a child, because he never, ever, ever disciplined us at all. And I know that my mother would, you know, he would he would be home. So we always had grandpa home 
but he never, ever, ever disciplined us. And I used to love just sitting. He would sit in the backyard. He smoked the Nobili cigars, these Italian horrible little cigars that came. They were really <laughs> long, and you would break them in half. And he always had a Nobili cigar in his mouth. And he would just sit or be with us and never bothered us. Whatsoever. I mean, like, he was great to be with. Like he just but, made sure you guys were still alive. and Yeah, but he never, he was, you know, he was just a fantastic guy. He grew, he had a garden in the backyard that was the entire neighborhood reveled in this garden. And early in the morning, he would put tomatoes. But when they were coming up, he would make little bags and he would go down the block and give everybody tomatoes and eggplant he grew and stuff like that all these little just you know again just a wonderful wonderful man you know and so here am i am i saying anything that he had a proverb or he had no but he was a role model because of just the fact that he was just sweet he was just a yeah. great a great man you know well and i remember like grandpa would discipline us from time to time and there was um I, you know, when we would spend time with them, I remember there was a, I struggled a lot. <laughs> I have a very big appreciation of anybody that can speak and understand more than one language <laughs> because I, for one, did very poorly in, I took. Same with me. I don't speak another language. <laughs> no, but I mean, I took like four or five years of Italian and I can barely say ciao and. <laughs> right. Right. But like when I went to Italy, I couldn't communicate at all, but. I remember, I don't know if it was, it was probably high school and we were at grandpa's and you guys weren't there for whatever reason. And we were talking and he was asking how school was. And I think Anthony, probably Anthony, because he was always telling on me. Um, Greg was kind of like, you know, Greg had my back and Anthony was pretty much like, how can I throw you under the bus? <laughs> <laughs> So I'm pretty sure we were sitting together and having lunch with grandpa. He probably made us like a tomato sandwich or like some kind of potted chicken because he also grew his tomatoes and those were great memories. But I remember him saying I was grandpa was asking me how school was and grandpa was very excited that I was taking Italian classes okay. because he spoke Italian and nobody else in our family spoke Italian. So he right. didn't have anybody he could really like. He had a little Italian friend in the neighborhood that yeah. they would get together. But I remember he even said that his dialect was different. Right, so right. like he, he said they sat together and they couldn't really understand much of what they right. were saying, but it was still nice. Um, but we were sitting and he was asking me about Italian class and trying to communicate with me. And I was trying to parse together things that I learned. And then my lovely, my older brother, Anthony, um, shared with grandpa that I, I cheated on a, an exam in Italian and that's how I passed without learning a whole lot. Right. <laughs> and I remember grandpa, I think he's talked about that for the next 15 years of my life, <laughs> maybe 20 <laughs> It was like such a lesson point because he was so appalled that and and then he told a story about when he was in school the one time right. and it was always like, you know, he couldn't do any wrong. So oh. his story was about how yeah. he was always so, so honest until one time right. he cheated in a class and he looked at the guy's paper next to him because he was a little unsure and he said he changed his answer to what the guy next to him had. 
And what do you know? He was the only one in the class that had it right, but he ended up getting it wrong because he cheated. Right. And I, Grandpa was like a broken record of that, but his disappointment in me when, right. it when hurt, right? oh my God, it hurt so bad that I was like, I, it was like it ripped your heart out. I and know. then, you know, it was such a lesson like, okay, we're not going to do that. And yeah. thanks a lot, Anthony, for telling Grandpa that. But I think every single time that I saw him after that, it was like he needed, he reinstilled that lesson where it was like, you're not doing that anymore and then he'd tell the story about the one time that he right. cheated and he was the only one who had the answer right but the te- he got it wrong anyway because he cheated and you, and you <laughs> heard that that combination for 20 years 20 years <laughs> right. and i'm like i know grandpa i'm not I, i'm not yeah. cheating anymore but I, I i did actually not pass italian this year because of it <laughs> and 20 years later like i'm, I'm married grandpa and i'm not in school anymore <laughs> but it was uh like no it's true that's nice lessons yeah. like that yeah anyway it was pretty funny and by the way it is father's day right we said that so i'm gonna say a dad joke i have to i have to put in a dad joke <laughs> I, I was wondering if that. you were going to forget about this. No, I, I, no, I'm never. I called Animal Welfare today and said, I've just found a suitcase in the woods containing four kittens. That's terrible, she replied. Are they moving? I'm not sure, but to be honest, if they were, that would explain the suitcase. Huh? <laughs> I don't get it. The person asked if the kittens were moving. Oh. And I said, I'm not sure, to be honest, but if they were, that would explain the suitcase. <laughs> oh, gosh. Dun, dun, dun. All right. There you go. I Good one, Dad. All right. So that should end uh, this wonderful episode <laughs> on a low note. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Well, we'll uh, I, you always leave me speechless with the dad jokes. That's because they're bad. They so are very bad. Just, what do I say? <laughs> I have one funny thing to leave us with because I saw this like I just saw this depiction and I thought it was so perfect and I think it's the perfect way to end our Father's Day episode as we're saying happy Father's Day to everybody dad happy Father's Day to you thank you we remember our grandpa's great grandfathers that we lost Mm -hmm. happy Father's Day to my wonderful Mm father-in-law and just everybody that has been father figures thank you I will just say this because um, I think this is pretty funny. Like the the whole continuum of a child and father, and yes. the the respect and disrespect that we have for you over the years that <laughs> you endure. <laughs> <laughs> if you think about like at the age of toddler age, like when we're just like obsessed with you and you know everything and and oh. can do no wrong. To like then when we're, let's call it like six years old and we start to like question, do you actually know everything? And we start to kind of like get an attitude and you're probably, this is probably going to be triggering for you. Oh no. Then when we're like (laughs) starting to like get in, almost go into middle school and you start thinking like, dad, things were different when you were young. Like you just don't get it early high school age when it's like dad you're a freaking dinosaur you you don't get it at all yeah we were dumber than dumb dumber than dumb how did i even drop me off around the block please don't i don't even want to be seen by you then it's like you know we turn 18 we're in our like early 20s my dad doesn't know shit (laughs) (laughs) then like i feel like and i this is all very real because then like 25 hits and all of a sudden it's like all right, 
dad, you might know something about this. <laughs> Maybe you can help. Like this is an area that, you know, is your expertise. But then like the time of life that I'm in right now, I feel like once you hit 30, you get to this point where every single thing that happens, I'm like, dad, what do you think about this? <laughs> I need an opinion oh, about this. That's nice. I am just about at 35 and I think my like husband would agree. I feel like we are both collectively, you know, whether I'm talking to um, my father-in-law, he's talking to you and vice versa. I feel like everything we do now, we're asking your opinions for. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so we're in our mid thirties, late thirties. And so like, I'm not so dumb anymore. you're not, no, now I'm kind of <laughs> like, dad, let's do a podcast together. Cause I have so much to learn and I need your advice at every step of the way. And then, you know, you probably know best, but um, we're just so lucky because there will be a time when we won't be able to ask your opinion. And really? I hope not. <laughs> I don't know. I've I don't been... think you have to go this far with this. <laughs> <laughs> but like very lucky because, you know, we'll hopefully never get to that point because I'll good. find a way to clone you or something. Okay, good. Very good. <laughs> a little, that's when I'll have my little pocket pop. <laughs> pocket Anyway, love you, Dad. I love you, Happy too. Father's Day. And happy Father's Day, everyone. Wherever you are, whatever your story, thanks for spending time with us this morning. Now, go and make a difference in your world. Still like this song. A little medley. <laughs> whatever it's called no comment it's great dad <laughs> i love this i love this medley happy father's day everyone happy father's day everyone have a great week